You are now tuning in with Gen Z's podcast, brought to you by the Bowie State University's SPR Group. You are on air with Elena Madsen, Danielle Grant, Brianne Sawal, and Tammy Akimarelli. So today we'll be talking about the Haitian border control crisis, the bill Title 42, and how it's unjustly used against minorities. Looking at the different perspectives that the photos show and how racism may play an important part in immigration, bringing awareness and information on what is currently happening by being able to have open and honest conversations. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, let's go. So on September 21st, 2021, photos of the United States Border Control agents surfaced as they are blocking Haitian immigrants at the Texas Del Rio border. Clearly in the photos, you can vividly see the border agents riding horseback with whips raised in a striking motion, much like you would see as slave owners above their slaves in history books. Haitian immigrants struggle to cross the waters while border control agents trample their bodies under their horses. You know, it's it's pretty crazy saying this because these Haitians, these Haitian people are coming into the United States trying to seek asylum and start a new life in America. And it's like they're being treated like cattle. They are being yeah. treated as animals. And clearly, as you see in the photos, they are strapped down with water bottles and everything that they need to survive. Barely any real luggage, barely any real clothes on. And you see that they're just being, being whipped herded. and beaten. For what? Yeah. It looks like they're being herded like cattle, to be quite honest. And the pictures is very vivid. I mean, you don't see any, like, actual physical touching or anything but you do see like the emotions there the anger there like it's pretty astounding it's like they're carrying their lives and their arms everything that they brought over with them is all they have and here they are they're struggling so hard to keep everything together some of them don't even have shoes and they've been traveling hundreds of miles crossing waters yeah they have kids strapped to them it's not something that you want to see when you wake up and you look at, like, the news and what's going on in our country. Yeah. So, you know, we all read the article that we shared together, and it was from the Washington Post, and it's basically the photographer's words of basically saying he didn't see any physical altercation with using the whips, but he did say that it is typical for the Border Patrol agents to come out on the horses um, because of the terrain. It's just easier for them to navigate on horses. So he did say that's something that's typical. But, you know, the the vivid picture, you know, it vividly shows the anger, shows the frustration of the cops. Um, you can tell that. This is not the first time that they've had to deal with this issue. Um, And it's probably not the first time they've brought out whips and things of that nature. They did say that he did see a couple people almost get trampled because of the horses. Um, They did prevent people from returning because some of the people were, you know, they had already left the U.S., went back to get more stuff or more family members and are trying to re-enter. So he did say that the frustration was there. It was just no physical touching of or usage of the whip. So they're claiming to not have touched anybody, but we can see in one photo that one of the um, rangers agents, he's literally grabbing at a Haitian immigrant's shirt. Mm-hmm. So they claim not to have touched, but we are clearly seeing that he is being touched. 
Yeah, I can only tell the amount of frustration that everybody in these photos have. The Haitians and the horses, the agents trying to get everybody together and trying to do this as safe as possible. But to a certain point, everybody's just frustrated. It's a hot day and you got water. Everybody's running around, carrying things, trying not to lose their stuff. It's sad to see this happen. Yeah, um, even in some of the pictures, you can tell the frustration even on the cop's face, the way he's trying to even grab the immigrant. Like, there's two pictures that are depicted on the article where he's grabbing somebody, it looks like, by the neck or by the shirt. And that's like, if you're trying to just get somebody in line, you wouldn't be grabbing them by the neck with so much force. That's why it's like, when they're saying that they cannot, they did not see any use of force or use of, like, the whips and stuff, like when you're grabbing somebody by that neck, the only reason why is because you have force and you're frustrated, you're mad, you're angry at what they're doing. Yeah, I really think that it's like a to instill fear kind of strategy because I just feel like all of that was not needed. It wasn't necessary to have. So I definitely agree. Yeah, it was serious intimidation um, strategy. Um, it shouldn't have been used, but... I don't think the agents knew any other tactics as well. Yeah, it's, it's how they're trained, and it's the training, it's the people that you hire. So I completely agree that I just don't think all of that was necessary. But how else do you think they should have gone about it then? Because the, the Rangers can't just say, hey, please turn around. You can't come into the United States. You're an immigrant. I completely agree. I kind of feel like if we had, I don't want to say we need a wall. I don't want to be pro like Trump type thing, but I think there needs to be a better, we know that we have issues coming in, but there needs to be a better system of letting people in. Like people shouldn't feel like they have to sneak into this country, especially if we're built on the saying, Oh, America's freedom. Like come here and have the American dream. But then like, for the people that want it, why aren't we offering it? With, how do they get to the dream? Yeah. With the pandemic going on, though, it, Title 42 comes into play. Yeah, it does. So what is Title 42? Title 42 is a bill created by the Trump administration era and is still used and in full effect under the Biden era. The bill was created in order to protect Americans from potential health dangers that immigrants might bring to the U.S., under this bill, United States Customs can turn away and detain a person who has recently been in a country where an infectious disease is present. This gives the government legal authority to expel those coming in. With this bill, I'm really grateful to be a U.S. citizen because that means that they're trying to protect us from infectious diseases. But then again, we're in a pandemic where this COVID-19 disease is going around like wildfire. Everybody's getting it, no matter where you are. Yeah, in my opinion, I see why Title 42 was created for people's safety, as well as, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. However, at the same time, I do believe it's being unjustly used against people trying to come in for the right reasons. I definitely agree. I feel like the thing with this bill is that it creates the narrative that the people coming in are the ones to blame for the um, different diseases coming in. But at the same time, different Americans that travel to these countries and travel back, they don't get um, 
subjected to these kind of public health measures, just like um, people that were just coming in at all. I feel like a reason for that, though, is because Haiti is a country that doesn't have as many vaccines as the United States. And so it's not offered to everybody like it is here. Yeah, I do agree that that is true. But even with American citizens that do go there and come back, they don't get subject to those public measures, just like how people who are only been in Haiti and coming over have been. So it's like if people were traveling back and forth from Haiti, why aren't they getting, you know, treated the same way? And you also have to remember, not every American is also vaccinated as well. That's very true. And like you said, with traveling, a lot of people who are still on vax do go on traveling as well. I didn't think that they could travel, though, if they were vaccinated. Well, they might have added it as of recently, but all of last summer, people who weren't vaccinated were still traveling. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was only like you had to have a negative COVID test, but you didn't have to be vaccinated. That's probably when it's just out of country, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and also remember, people also have fake vaccine cards as well. Right. That's very crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And you know... It's a good idea to be cautious about who you let in to the United States because it is a raging p- pandemic. But with the country we live in, or the way it's been built, it's been run on racism. And this bill, much like others, have been abused. And it'll have to be reconstructed to benefit just about everybody. I totally agree. The SPR group created here at Bowie State University is a collective of students specializing in strategic public relations. We are always accepting clients from faculty to students and also outside organizations. Watch out for future updates on our YouTube page, blog, social media, and website. You can follow us on Instagram at BSU SPR group. I definitely agree with Brianne. I definitely believe that this country is built on racism. It's built on racist ideas. Um, You know, this country was built on the backs of slaves, on the backs of Native Americans. Um, And I, you know, I completely agree that it needs a revamp. And I think that the entire constitution, the entire country needs a restructuring more so that it's equal, um, less racist. I think that this country is just, you know, built to cater to a white man and a white man's fantasy, a white man's dream. And it's no longer realistic for the Americans that live here. It's the majority of us are, you know, of minorities. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Danielle. But circling back to the overall topic, what is the latest update on the Haitian migrants and where are they located now? Well, as of September 24, 2,000 Haitian nationals have been sent back to Haiti on a total of 17 repatriation flights organized by the Department of Homeland Security. 8,000 returned to Mexico voluntarily, and more than 5,000 are being processed by the Department of Homeland Security to determine if they should be placed in immigration removal proceedings or expelled through a public health law known as Title 42. 12,400 migrants will eventually have their cases heard by an immigration judge who will determine whether they will be deported or remain in the U.S. Here's my issue with that. In what way did America help these refugees? You know what I'm saying? It just sounds like we brought them here to send them back. Like, that doesn't sound like we did anything helpful. 
anything to like help make their lives better help you know did we send them back with things or did we send them back unprepared into the same mess that they left they left the country for a reason they also sent them to mexico they're haitian yeah some of them were coming in from mexico so where those pictures took place in they were crossing the border at mexico and you know like we talked about earlier some of them had crossed back into Mexico to get belongings, to get relatives, to get things they left behind, and then to come back into the country because they had already been here for a while. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, they have things in Mexico, they have things in the U.S., and they, you know, can't even come back to in this country to get the things they left here. So at what point are we, like, helping them? You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like Tammy said that there's 12,400 immigrants immigrants eventually getting their cases heard by a judge so maybe they'll stay in the u.s or hopefully hopefully they'll get their help that they need yeah i feel like they might take advantage of that title 42 and just not help anybody to be quite honest because we still are in a pandemic and they can still use that as a valuable legal case to expel everybody back to haiti yeah with all the immigrants that came from um Afghanistan and Iraq when all that was going on in their country. Y'all remember that? Yeah, but we didn't send them back. No, They're they, still here. They sent some people back and some people stayed, yeah. but they had their cases hurt. I feel like the same situation is going on with them. But so. I still think that it's going to take a very long time because you still have to hear 12,400 oh, yeah. people's cases. Yeah. And not everybody's case is going to be heard, um, heard or mm-hmm. like passed. And that's just the Haitian you know, the Haitian cases that need to be heard. That's not mm-hmm. the backlog of cases of people who are already in this country and have been waiting years. Like, this problem is going to be, you know, it's not going to be resolved overnight. It's going to be a year, years marathon. Like, we don't know how long this can play out. And, you know, I just feel like if roles are reversed and, you know, we as Americans ever have to go to another country for refugee, like, you know, for you know, as a refugee, like, will we receive the same type of energy that we give other countries, or will they help us the way that you know a human should be helped? Is what I look the way I look at it. That's definitely a tricky topic. There, mm-hmm. right there, because other countries they they view the U.S. poorly, and even how we are as Americans, yeah, as obnoxious, very mm-hmm. self centered. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but as American, I kind of agree with those viewpoints. <laughs> I mean, look at how we're treating the people trying to come in, and we expect the same, um, but we expect better treatment when we try to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. So that brings us to our next topic. Um, you know, should the immigration laws be changed? We just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Bowie State University, where students and alumni are able to showcase their passions, ambitions, and successes. Way to go, Bulldogs. Okay, so in regards to the Biden administration and what they did when they found out about the situation at the border, all um, that I read was that President Joe Biden condemned the U.S. Border Patrol's treatment of the Haitian migrants. He called the behavior of the agents on the horseback outrageous 
and vowing that they will face consequences for their actions. The Biden administration has since started an investigation on the agents captured in the photos and videos and also have halted use of horses in Del Rio, Texas. Um, there have been no arrests made for the mistreatment of Haitian migrants. The agents involved in the events just captured in the photos and videos have been assigned to administrative duties and are not interacting with migrants while the investigation is being conducted. So I don't think anyone has been fired um, so far, but... Um, so do you think that anybody is really being held accountable or you feel like everything is just being swept under... I personally think things are being swept under because they could have easily fired those Border Patrol agents, but instead they gave them like a slap on the wrist and just said, here, go do some paperwork instead. They didn't even suspend them. They just put them in the office. Well, the Biden administration did send out a letter to Rodney Scott, who was the U.S. Border Control um, head. He was the head of that department, and they basically gave him three options. His options were to resign, retire, or relocate. Um, they didn't really, he, according to him, they didn't really give him, like, a reasoning or, you know, a rational reason for why he was going to be removed from the head position. Um, but he chose to go ahead and resign. Um, and then, you know, this is Biden's way of opening up that slot to kind of, have an overhaul of leadership and try to get, you know, something situated. So I think there are things happening. Do we see them happening? Probably not. But they're administration wise. It did look like they're trying to make a change inside of the administration itself. Honestly, I feel like the fact that he resigned means that he knows he's wrong and the whole situation is wrong. Because if you didn't think anything was wrong with the pictures and the videos, why resign? Why not just relocate to somewhere else? Well, a lot of issues that they're having in the border control um, agency is some of the top officials are, you know, sympathetic to former President Donald Trump and they actually agree with some of his views. So, it's hard to knock out everybody from that spot, but I think taking the head, you know, cutting off the head is definitely a start. I wonder if they got the photographer's perspective because he was there. Biden wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And according to the photographer, he never once saw whips on the way refugees or them being, I mean, it looked like they were being trampled, yes, but they didn't seem like there was physical contact contact from mm -hmm. the agents to the refugees but in one of the photos it does show them being yanked though yeah but it's not it's basically they're not being whipped is what she's saying okay. and that's what a lot of people from their standpoint when you look at those images the first thing you're thinking is how could you whip these people and you see a whip you see people on horses you know it's very it could be for the horses yeah the whip is for the horses mm -hmm. not for the refugees yeah so yeah. according to the photographer you know the whips were not used yes the people could have been trampled due to the horses but he didn't see any actual beating or anything like that take place um i think that the images are just so vivid that it sparks emotions in people um, and in order for those emotions to kind of be subdued, this was Biden's administration's way of kind of like, okay, well, we did something about it. You know, we're working on it. 
But it's still an issue. Like, was it the smart move to do necessarily? I don't really know. Like, he can't. He can't just be doing it to help to make people feel better about the situation. Like they're doing their job at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. according to the photographer who was there, he said that they weren't they weren't hurting them. Yeah, yeah. but they the, were doing all they could do. But the photos, like you said, they're taken very. Um, they're interpreted very differently mm-hmm. depending on who sees it and exactly. like what your political belief is or like what side of the story you're on. Exactly. So it can be taken anyway. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, y'all. Do you think America should be open to all refugees? Mm, good question. I. It's hard to say yes. I think there should be a structure in how we open it to everybody. But I do believe that if you so-call our country built on freedom and, you know, you want everybody to come here and be able to experience the American dream, then you should be able to offer that. Definitely my opinion. I believe in my opinion that um, the U.S. does have enough space for immigrants as only 53% of our country's land is being used. That means that our country still has 47% of unoccupied land and space at its disposal. It might not be in, like, the fun states. It might be in, like, Alaska or Montana, but there's still a lot of open space and land that could be used or turned into communities to help um, bring immigrants into this country. I do see a problem in America with overpopulation, and I can see why we want to, you know, keep as much land open as possible, especially with this huge baby boom that's going to, you know that's currently happening due to COVID. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, like... It's crazy. Everybody has a child right now. So, I mean, we need the space, but I do think that, you know, everybody should be able to live a life where they're not living in fear, their homes aren't being bombed, their president's not being murdered, you know, they're not having horrible earthquakes that are life-shattering. This is not a new problem for Haiti. Haiti's had these problems over and over again, so... You know, I do think that we should be open to refugees. However, there needs to be a better structure in place. So um, about the better structure, they do, the president, whichever sitting president is every year, they talk with Congress and they decide on a number of how many refugees that they're going to let in each year. So I guess maybe they should figure out like a, a higher number or like you said, a better structure, but they do have a set number that they do allow in, but maybe it does have to change after there's like different um, natural like disasters or something, because some things you just can't plan for. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm really glad you brought that up, Tammy, because I had no idea that that's something that even took place. Did you guys know that? No. no. Yeah. That's crazy. I had no idea that they did that so i mean i'm interested now to know what biden's number (laughs) was Mm -hmm. i feel like trump said zero (laughs) (laughs) yeah but this um but like um tammy said we don't know because of their unprecedented events like COVID 19 happening Mm -hmm. like is the number gonna decrease or is it gonna increase right definitely during the pandemic it will be tricky i think that um Right now, you know, we know nothing can change. We know nothing's going to happen. It's not an overnight thing. But um, definitely after, you know, the pandemic, I don't want to say settles down because I don't know if we'll ever settle down on that. But I think that's something should be looked at, definitely. Do you think that overall Title 42 will be lifted in the long run once people do get more vaccines out and the pandemic comes more to a close? 
Or do you think that they'll always try to use it? In America, I feel like they'll always try to use it. It's a law that's been created that they can use to their ability. Like, they can take advantage of it. They can use it as much as they want. Like, there's no limit, really. They can say it's helping us, yeah, but it's really helping them. to restrict America from letting others in. Yeah, I agree with you, Brian, completely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in with Gen Z's podcast. Make sure you tune in next time for our next episode. You're now signing off with Brianne Sewall, Danielle Grant, Elena Matson, and Tammy Akimarelli. Have a great day. Bye. Enjoy.